Hi there, everybody. You might already be able to tell that this is a little bit off format for us uh, this week's episode. We had a little bit of bad news, if you haven't already heard. Um, We were absolutely shocked and devastated by the tragic, sudden death of our friend Dennis Mallon. We are absolutely in retrospect, I mean, we already knew we were really fortunate to have had the chance to sit down with him a few months ago and record a podcast with him. And especially now that he's gone, we realize that we literally were kind of touched by an angel. He found us out of the blue. We didn't know why. We weren't really familiar with him because, as you know, we we spend sort of time going back and forth uh, from the States and Canada. And we are just so happy that we went with our gut feeling and and spoke with him. And I think that Chris will agree that, you know, he's an amazing actor and anybody who has seen his work knows that, but he was so much more than that. He had done so much work on himself, so much, uh, he had acquired so much wisdom. He had um, just absolutely so much to share in terms of mentorship and coaching. And I think that what we found really uh, endearing about him was that he was so willing to share anything he had learned with anyone who was willing to listen. He absolutely believed in, in empowering people, in building them up, in sharing his gifts. He didn't believe in competition. And uh, that's why we just are so grateful that we had the chance to sit down with him. And I really do think that after that, we, we were able to call him a friend. He was um, an absolute joy. So what we decided to do is uh, we're actually going to replay the interview, sort of the interview we did with him, because we just think that if anybody missed it, this would be a good opportunity for them to see really who the man was. So that's kind of where we're at today. (laughs) I I see. That's why I had you do that, because I know (laughs) you would say it's so much nicer. Um, Definitely. We love Dennis. We, in fact, literally two weeks ago, we were saying to each other that, oh, when we get back off vacation, let's get in touch with Dennis, because there were so many questions that Mm -hmm. we wanted to ask him. That's right. When the interview was over. Yeah, and actually just two him. weeks ago, he texted us to, out of the blue again, just to see how we were doing. Like that was just the kind of guy he was. It's mind boggling. Yeah. yeah. But I think that we should take a moment because he was in the second half of his career. His first half, he was mm-hmm. very successful in tech. Right. And the second is he was striving in acting. That's right. Yeah. So um, I thought I'd take just a minute. He actually, he's an award-winning actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought I'd go over a couple of the awards and some of the films that he's mentioned many times that he's quite proud of. Yeah. So um, in 2021, at the OTB International Film Awards, he won for Ravina's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Also in 2021, he won Best Actor for Killer Miller in the Eastern European International Movie Awards. Wow. Yeah. Um, in 2022, he won twice for Best Actor in Dahlia. Uh, mm-hmm at the Hollywood Blood Horror Festival. Wow, that's incredible. And wow. he should also be noted that he was nominated as Best Supporting Actor at the Orlando Independent Film for Carve the Flesh and mm-hmm. also, just this year, Best Lead Actor in The Illusion of Choice. The Illusion of Choice. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, you know, so he's won many awards, but he's also talked about many, many... He's got an incredible list of movies he's been in yes there's some of these are a little um one of course is the devil's advocate that's yeah. a biggie that was his first big film that hollywood he was in. film that's right yeah mm-hmm. and he was also this one that he was really proud of 
Um, it was called mm-hmm. Faces of PTSP, um, mm-hmm. PTSD, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He was very proud of doing that. He talks about that and I know in our podcast. So he if does, you can yeah. check that out. Yeah. Um, he's also been in uh, The Mad Hatter and that was in 2021. Gray mm-hmm. People, which I've yes. seen in 2022. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Old West, uh, mm-hmm. Losing to Win. He did one for Discovery, I think it was, when Sharks Attack. And mm-hmm. if you watched the Super Bowl this past year, he mm-hmm. was in a Remy Martin commercial with Serena Williams. Yeah. Yeah, he talked about that on our episode too. Yeah, he did. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, he's going to be definitely, definitely missed. Absolutely. Uh, I think you'll agree with me. Our deepest sympathies go out to his to Leanne, his fiance. Yeah, his fiance, yeah. His children and, of course, his family and friends. You know, he did, he has touched so many lives. Absolutely. So, Here's our episode. Enjoy, everybody. All right, Deb. So what have we got going on today? Okay, well, what we have going on is a complete departure from our usual format, and we're hoping that our listeners are really going to like it. We have an interview. We are interviewing a person. A person actually decided to sit down with us. Not a rock. Right. And listen to us rattle on. And he was very, very engaging and wonderful and indulging. And we are super excited to be starting off this season, our first episode with an interview with actor Dennis Mallon. I'm not going to say too much because I think that the episode speaks for itself. His life, his career, his his way of thinking, everything is was absolutely fascinating. We love getting to know Dennis and we thank him so much. So we sat down with Dennis a few days ago and we are going to let you have a listen. The incredible thing is that I was looking you up and, and you know, some pictures came up and I was like, oh God, you know, he's the the perfect, you know, cowboy guy. And then I see another picture, I'm like, oh my God, he's the perfect sleazy <laughs> businessman guy. Like you ha- right? Like that's something to be able to take on those characters and, yeah. and really look the part right it's it's hysterical there was a uh, <laughs> review put out about the mad hatter right. now our dp in the mad hatter was helena hutchins rest Ooh. in peace mm-hmm. okay so you know i i love in my name is in the masthead or at least in the article and you know, it went on to say that, and and the creepy orphanage director played by, yeah. uh, you know, the salacious Dennis Mallon. Great people, you probably saw great people. And there's a Rotten Tomatoes review, a few, and like, yeah, that excuse my French, that scumbag ex- yeah. business executive. <laughs> and I'm like, I wear that as a as a yeah, as a, yeah it's just Magical. I'm proud, you know. Yeah. So it just, you know, can I just share something about <laughs> great people? Sure. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. So my, we had watched, actually, we'd already watched um, Winning to Lose. Is that the name of it? Yep. 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 We saw Winning to Lose. And then my son said, oh, we want to see the gray people. Now, Dennis, you're How opening soon your as I sat down with my sons. <laughs> How old are your sons? <laughs> well, they're teenagers now. They're teenagers now. So it was, it yeah. was better than if they were younger. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, after oh, after that scene, they were grown-ups, I think. I think that they... Oh, they were already grown-ups. It wasn't anything they haven't seen. But, so uh... I, I got a great sto- I've got a great story regarding great people. Okay. Oh, good, good. I, I know you have questions. Look, I've got all yeah. day for you, whatever you need, whatever you want. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so great you. people. I believe in suddenlies, right? Things fall in your lap. God opens up yeah. doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with great people, it was funny because... I'm at a casting up at Heather Hines' office up in Orlando, big casting director. 
And when you go to um, when you go to a casting call, it's like it's like homecoming week. You see all your friends and people you haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. So I see Austin Janowski, I see Essex O'Brien, two actors that I've worked with, two people that I know and I respect. And they look at me and they go, Madoff, Madoff. I'm like, yeah, he's dead, right? He's in jail or he's dead. Or, or no, 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 we got a role for you. And I'm like, yeah, hey, man, thank you. Love you. Appreciate you. Go on your way. Totally forget about it. And this is like on a Tuesday. Thursday, I'm sitting at a Starbucks down here with a good friend of mine. I get a call out of the blue, which usually happens. And I, you know, answered Dennis Mellon. In my deep, you know, Dennis Mellon <laughs> <Yeah>. voice. <laughs> Hi, Dennis. This is Ramilla Blade, writer, director, producer. Great people. Wow. I want to talk to you. I want to offer you a lead role. Wow. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, can you send me the script? Can I read the script and get back to you? Oh, the script's sitting in your email, but I need you on set tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, huh? I, I go to lead role. He goes, yeah. He goes, how big's the script? 200 pages. Mm. How many pages am I in? Oh, 115. <gasps> um. Okay, well, my day rate is X. Well, we're going to pay you Y. Well, no, 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 my day rate is X. Yeah, we're going to pay you Y. I'm like, all right, no wiggle room there. And I'm looking at my friend Diana, and she's like, what's going on? I go, I just accepted the lead role for a feature film that I know nothing about. I'm paid <laughs> less than my day rate, and uh, it's probably going to be like my Oscar award-winning oh. performance because it, this yeah. just kind of fell in my lap. Right, And she's like, how do you feel about that? I go, I'm excited, confused, nervous, anxious. Oh, she goes in typical, typical Dennis. Yeah. (laughs) And it was hard. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And of course I said, yes. And I show up on set the next day. Thank God. I saw people that I know. Oh, thank God. I walk into the green room. I walk into holding. There's a bunch of people I know. I'm like, oh, okay, good." good. And we just, now the one scene that you're talking about <laughs> that one iconic, you know, industry making never to be seen again scene. Hopefully we did about a dozen times. Oh, <laughs> okay. wow. That and, was a nice welcome to our scene. Yeah. Basically. And, and yes. that was my second day on set meeting Maddie Gerard for the first time. And it's like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, Don Larson, uh, my boss in, in the movie and, we had about 12 people with their cell phones looking into oh the office. Recording oh, that's it. funny. Like, oh, you're either going to use this against me or you're going to yeah. help me, you know, mark it. But, but yeah, that's, um, sorry. <laughs> you know, my apologies. When I was watching that before them, like, that's an odd angle that they're shooting Dennis at. Like that my kids have been watching and they're like looking for Dennis, mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dennis, it's Dennis. And I'm like, that's a strange angle that they're shooting. And then I understood why they were shooting at that angle. I'm like, yeah. gotcha. Me, I added the initial kind of cocaine induced. When the scene starts, my back's to the camera and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And my eyes are beat red, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it was so you rock the you rock the character. I mean, there's no question. You rock the character. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I it's, think that that scene was to make up for the pay wage cut you took. They're like, okay, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you see the first scene. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna do a little intro here. Uh, okay. Our listeners, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you guys so so much. We're so excited to be here in season two, and you've um, already heard a little bit about what's going on here. We have a guest. We, uh, Deb and Chris 
have told you before, we'll tell you again, that one of our schools was to have guests, to be guests. And we were super lucky at the end of season one to be on um, our good friend Dre's uh, Vast Debaters podcast as guests. It was absolutely exciting. And then we were like, okay, but we also want to have guests on our show. And Dennis Malin, who is here with us today, dropped into our lap. We're not sure, but we're like, we are going to run with this. This has got to be divine timing. We want, this was, you know, we asked for a guest and we got a guest. So we are super excited. And uh, we were just thinking that, you know, I think, you know, you're going to listen to, to what Dennis has to say, but it's almost like having three individual guests on at one time. He has done so much in his life. He is so inspiring. He, you know, I'll let him tell the story. You know, Chris and I will let him tell the story, but it's really like having you know, three entire, like individual, totally accomplished people all at one talking <laughs> to us today. So we're super, super excited about that. Wow. Dennis, welcome. Um, I just want to say that Chris and I are newbies at interviewing, uh-huh. so please okay. be gentle with us. We're also, you know, I'm in menopause. Chris is far behind. <laughs> We're very sensitive. I know I don't look a day over 25, but no, if, you see, if you see me taking my cardigan on and off, it's, it's hot flashes. Okay, just don't get me wrong. So <laughs> welcome. It's, it's- well, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I, oh, I'm, I'm really excited to be on, and I appreciate you both. I really oh, do. And, thank you know, you. Uh, I happen to have uh, a lot of hands-on experience recently, Deb, with uh, said issues that you happen <gasps> to be going through. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, so, God. you know, since you already got me in trouble about five minutes ago, I'm going <laughs> to No, we didn't. You have no proof of that. <laughs> no video proof of that. This isn't being recorded even yeah. better. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm, I'm having a hands-on experience with, um, okay. you know, hot flashes and, and menopausal. And, oh, uh, well, yeah, so fun, fun, fun times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you, hand, you know what? I bet you're handling it like a, a trooper. I bet you're being uh, nothing but kind, right? <laughs> I'm doing the best I can with what I got. That's, yeah. that's, that's um, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to say yes. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And, you know, I might have had my doubts, which I don't think I did, but it's yeah. like, oh my God, if you haven't gone through this, I don't think people <laughs> can understand. It's like so many other things. If you haven't experienced it, you just have to be there for the person right. because you're never really going to understand what they're going through. Um, so I think, I think you're that kind of guy though, who's there for I, her and yeah. We, we, we were having a hands-on experience. I was in uh, last week, I had a, um, I finished up a feature film up in wow. Claremont, Florida, uh, Elizabeth Detroit. Thank you. Yeah. Blew out that morning to Chicago, did a spot, and then my fiance Leanne is up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I went from 88 degrees to 22 degrees, which oh, you know I don't recommend. That's then, a hot flash. <laughs> That's a hot flash, essentially. So, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I definitely, I had or I have or I'm in menopause, never mind menopause. Yeah. <laughs> but we drove all the way back from Michigan to Florida, and I just hit the ground running. I, I was working, and just stuff like that. So yeah, it, it is a real thing. Yeah. I, uh, I see it firsthand mm. and, uh, you know, give any guys advice out there. If you have a loved one that's going through that, just yeah. try to be as understanding as you can, because we oh. can't relate, oh. you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I guys go through their thing or whatnot, but I don't have a clue as yeah. to what's going on. And yeah. more importantly, what can I do to help? There's not much I can do to help. Probably so just stay away. Run, <laughs> run, Dennis, run. <laughs> totally kidding. No. You, no, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just Thank giving you. space. 
Any, so. any gentleman out there, take my word of advice. Aww. Be supportive. Give space. Yeah. And just yeah. understand you don't understand. And just shake your head. Yes, dear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You and you might, come, you might come out alive. You might not. Yeah. Might There's alive. no guarantees in life, Dennis. There's no, no guarantees. guarantees. It, will, it will be a quick death, though. We're all for quick deaths. You, know? <laughs> you don't know. Again, no, no guarantees. I'm it seriously be, having a hot flash. Oh, my God. It might be slow and painful. I, I, it depends. <laughs> all right. Let's. Uh, I think we should begin. I think we should begin. I think that our guests are, or sorry, our listeners are super excited to hear more about you. So just in your Thank own you. words, whatever you want to tell us, tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I was raised in uh, Kearney, New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, North Jersey, Hudson County, middle, you know, uh, soccer town, USA. Mm-hmm. I grew up with uh, a bunch of uh, international soccer players, a bunch of Olympians, Tony Miola, John Harks, Tab Ramos. Wow. And I uh, played hockey mm-hmm. uh, pretty much forever. Straight C student, worked hard for my C's all the way through grammar school, <laughs> high school, college, whatnot. As and we all did. Yeah, yeah kind, of, kind of the underachieving, underachieving happy-go-lucky guy yeah. that uh, I'm the oldest of three. My sister is uh, two years, four days younger than me, both Scorpios. So you can just imagine the competition. Wow. She's, yeah. She's 4.0 <laughs> from birth and I'm, what, 1.5, 2.0 GPA, whatever a C is. But, um, and, and our brother, eight years younger than me, oops, but love, <laughs> love, him, love him dearly. You know, uh, he's, yeah. he's very successful at what he does. And it's just, you know, I kind of, I, I think a lot of life comes from different opportunities and how you address those opportunities and are you prepared mm-hmm. for opportunities. I've, I've always looked for multiple streams of income. I, I don't know what my past lives were. If I was an entrepreneur, if I was a land baron, I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I, I know I can't sit still. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of know how old I am, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't sit still and watch TV. As, as a second grader, I couldn't sit home and watch Tom and Jerry. I had to be in, in perpetual motion. Mm-hmm. Well, at 53 years old, I, I continue the same thing, mm-hmm. which is now serving me, serving my instrument, my body, and yeah. what I do as a profession. Mm-hmm. But I've gone through quite a few different careers. Mm-hmm. I've been acting for 25 plus years. Wow. So if you look at the timeline, I'm a 25-year-old CEO of a technology company yeah. while I'm starting the acting career. You know, that was, that was incredible yeah. because now do I understand it? Did you, you went to Rutgers, right? I went to Rutgers. What did you go for? Uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 I went for astronomy. I took up space. Wow. That was a joke. That was a joke. I took up astronomy. All I did was, was take up space. No, business management. That's what astronomy is. I had no idea. I was something about stars. I do that all the time. I'm I'm an astronomist. It's just you know, I I, I read that joke somewhere. I'm like, wow, that was made for me. What did I do? I just took up space. You know, oh astronomy. God. I took up space. Literally, had to see. No, I went to uh, I went to culinary school right out of That's high school. Right. Which I'll I'll tie that back because that seems to be serving me 30 years later, which is crazy. Wow. I uh, went to Rutgers. Uh, and then I went to technology school okay. and through all that, I, I got out and really just hit the ground running in Manhattan. Um, it was the, the rah, rah nineties where mm-hmm. 
you know, dot com, dot bomb and mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff going on. And I hooked up with the right companies at the right time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I was employee number three for this one startup. Employee number three. And I was the VP mm-hmm. of business, basically a sales guy. Mm-hmm. And I had to put this company on the map real quick. Well, I got promoted, you know, six months, seven months into it. And God. it's interesting because prior to, I, I'd be in the office from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And there's a buzz going on. As soon as the promotion went out, there's no buzz. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at it. I haven't changed. My responsibility has grown. But I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, after the first week, I'm going to, I need to do something else. Well, I'm a Freemason yeah, mm-hmm. fraternity. I want to get a, back to that. But go okay. On. And, and a good friend of mine, Jim Demonic, his last name is Demonic. Not <laughs> anything. He's far from anything like that. And maybe maybe it's Demonique. Uh, no, it's demonic. It's, <laughs> okay, the, it's and, the Canadian in me. Sorry. Yeah. Well, there you go. He's I, he's like Slovak. I, I forget what his background is. I love oh. him dearly. If you if you know Game of Thrones, he looks like Robert Baratheon. <gasps> okay. Oh. Never watched. Okay. Oh no, that's you a good thing. Yeah. And I, when when GOT came out, I go, Jimmy, this is made for you. He goes, Yeah, and you know, it sucks. <laughs> but he's Robert Baratheon. So long story short, we would get together every Friday for a scotch and a cigar. And uh, coming from my corporate job, I had my three-piece suit on. And I'd walk in. He's like, look at this kid. He came out of Central Casting. What a good-looking guy. Blah. So, And I'm like, after about three, six times, I'm like, Jimmy, what do I need to do? How do we get started? First, I think I can make a dime. Oh, my God. You're going to eat it up. So he really helped me start. He put me in touch, put me in touch, put me in touch. And my first everything was staged. I did Of Mice and Men. I was Lenny right. for right. an off-off-Broadway adaptation. And that's pretty heavy lifting for your first everything. For your first job, yeah. Oh my God. First everything. So, yeah. you know, you want to jump in the deep end with it with a 100-pound plate on you to sink you. Yeah. That's that's tough. That's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> what, what ruined me, Chris, I, I saw John Malkovich do it a week prior. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, the great Malkovich and great Gary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Word of advice: If you're reprising a role, do not watch anybody else because you will screw yeah. yourself up. Mm-hmm. So, right. Well, it's little, no different than when you watch a movie and somebody else remakes it, and you just swear it's not as good as the first. You know, exactly. Well, well, yeah, but if if you're looking to do that role, play that part, and you watch the greats do it, mm-hmm. it's like one of my mentors from afar is Kenneth Branagh. Oh yeah, love that, that. Yeah. You know, I would never even try to do Hamlet. Never mind direct. Never mind produce. Mm-hmm. He was Hamlet. Yeah. So yep. when I did a master's course, I put on Hamlet for four hours and I take notes to this day. Wow. So there's just so many good things going on. I found that I was a method actor because I'm driving through a Lincoln Tunnel going from New York to New Jersey. Two in the morning, ladies, and I'm just breaking down crying. I'm like, oh. what the hell is going on? I called Jimmy. He's like, well, obviously you're a method actor. I can tell you specifically what I said to him next, but I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. I quit. I can't do this. I got to go to work in the morning. Yeah. And I yeah. Up my obligation and I quit acting for all of two weeks. I just want to stop you because you've said so many things that we want to touch on, but <laughs> do you want to finish your thoughts? Sorry about that. No, I just wanna, no, I'm, yeah. I, I'm ADD. So if you don't cut me off. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I know that um, Chris wants to touch on a few things. I, I just, mm-hmm. you said so many things that are like conversations and episodes 
all in themselves. This is why, you know, we're just so fascinated by you and so excited to have you here. So I I am going to jump on the ADD sort of straight C (laughs) student thing that Chris and I are very different, by the way, you're probably going to figure that out. We're we're, polar opposites, basically. We are. It it totally keeps it interesting. And I think I, I was saying to Chris the other day that, you know, you're talented and I'm talented. And then this thing that we produce together is a talent all unto itself. Sure. You know? So yeah. And it's very hard for us to say the words we're talented. We're, we're trying to not be very, you know, self-deprecating. So it was a big step. You're obviously very talented, very successful oh, women. I'm, I'm privileged to be here today. So oh, thank you. Thanks that so much. So I just wanted to say that, you know, when you said the thing about being a straight C student, Chris and I did an episode, I can't remember which one it was now, but it was about the different way that people, people learn. And, you know, we, I'm, we're of the same age, pretty much, Dennis. I'm 20, I'm, I had it stuck in my head. (laughs) Still 29. I'm still 29, 29 plus about another 29. Um, no, I'm, you know, I'm 52. Chris is a little bit farther behind us. Um, And in the seventies and eighties, when we were growing up, Yes. You know, I think it's better now, maybe not 100%. You know, this the school system was the school system. It didn't, yeah. everybody had to learn. It was mainly book learning, I would say. Like everybody, if you couldn't learn the way, let's, I don't like the word average, but let's say in quotes, the word, the, the average kid learns, you were considered stupid, lazy, sure. um, you needed to go to special school or whatever. And then, so you've got, you, you clearly you know, the, the, the system didn't cater to you. It had nothing to do with your intelligence or, or all those other kids who oh. were, you know, misdiagnosed or not diagnosed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you throw the ADD factor into it and you just think about how many kids um, were given this label, you know, yeah. dumb, lazy, loser, whatever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and Chris and I both have teenage children. Um, I have one and Chris has three and they're all in high school. And it's, it's so hard for us to sort of want to, you know, encourage them to, to do well at school, but also not be like, okay, school is everything. Because we've got you sitting in front of us now saying, you know what, it just didn't represent me. But you sure. went on and you, you've you done these huge, huge steps. And I'm thinking like, I'm thinking, where did you have, you're in this neo.com CEO, busy, 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 working all these hours. How the hell did you find the brain space to go and audition? <laughs> like, I I can barely tie my shoes most days, you know? <laughs> well, I, I can, I can. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, how the hell? That's incredible. Sure. So I don't know if you want to elaborate more on that. It's just something I wanted to pick up on. Sure. Let's, you, you put a lot in that. Sorry, in that I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> When I tie my shoes, right. I tie them well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I wear slip-ons. In, um, in fourth grade, in fourth grade, I had a guidance counselor, mm. uh, Doctor Hocus Hope Hopus. I forget his name. Uh, long Dude. gone by now because he was ancient back then. Uh, basically, tell me I'm going to go nowhere, amount to mm. nothing. So, exactly. Thanks for motivating yep. a fourth grader. How Isn't old it lovely? Yep. How old are you in fourth grade? Eight, nine, ten. I don't even. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Thank you for motivating me. Yeah. So, you know, you're right. Everybody has different ways of learning. I've done so much reading as an adult. Mm-hmm. I've read The Iliad and the Odyssey. I've read Moby Dick on my own. And if I was forced to do it, I couldn't get it done, right? Mm-hmm. So the ADD part, I've always had issues with math. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love lyrics for some reason. Put on a song, what's your favorite song from the 80s, mm-hmm. and I and probably hit every lyric and I haven't heard it in 30 something years. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Right? Same. 
So that's interesting. Now, wow. okay, back then there's no ADD diagnosis. You're exactly. lazy, you're stupid, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Love my father. I'm Dennis Jr. Mm. And I just couldn't get the math. Now, dad was always kind of a big towering guy. Rest in peace. Mm. I'm trying to do algebra. He's leaning over me and he's just scaring the heck out of me. <laughs> oh, baby. A plus B equals C. So I'm like, I'm just not getting it. Yeah. I'm yep. just not getting it. So I wasn't a ball buster in school. I was a nice guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't overly pop popular. I wasn't overly nerdy. Mm -hmm. I was kind of the middle road guy. Mm -hmm. People like me. You either like me or you don't. Teachers mm -hmm. like me because I didn't cause a, mm -hmm. a ruckus. And I definitely got pushed. Mm -hmm. They definitely helped me through. I remember senior year in high school, I was on the rowing team. Wow. And my last, my eighth period class was uh, English literature. Now, the teacher liked me. I got my, I got my C. And you let me leave early to go through, go to the athletic trainer almost every day. Yeah. I would come yeah. and he goes, Dennis, you need to leave early? Yes, mm -hmm. sir. Yes, I do. So, you know, yeah. there's no diagnosis back in the day. Yeah. Now let's, let's flash forward. My son's 23, Dennis the third. We keep it very simple in my house. <laughs> there's no confusions whatsoever. As you can tell, every year, my ex-wife and I would go to school. Mr. Mallon, your son is brilliant. He doesn't study. Mm -hmm. doesn't do homework yet he, he gets hundreds on the tests mm -hmm. so and i say to my son dennis excuse my french not my canadian <laughs> you you're the smartest dumbass in school what's a hundred <laughs> average what is zero it's a 50 it's a fail please not for me don't do it for me yeah. do a little homework get a c i don't care yeah. get through yeah. Yeah. now now he's in college now he's going for a medical degree oh. blah 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 wow but you got to be ready. You've got to, you've got to be willing and you've got to be ready emotionally, mentally, exactly. maturity. Mm -hmm. and so on. Now my daughter, um, watching all the trials and tribulations of my son, well, she's that much smarter mm -hmm. because she just want to hear me yell. She yeah. want to go <laughs> yep. She's like, Oh geez, I better do a little bit of this. So yeah, it, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, there's no Ritalin back in the day, or if no, there was, exactly. zombied out, yeah. and you just do your thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it yeah. comes down to discipline. Where do I find the time now? Discipline. Now, when you're in Manhattan and you're in a certain position, you've got a lot of freedom. So I was able to schedule things during the day. As far as yeah. my bosses are concerned, I'm either on a business meeting or I'm on a sales call. Who cares? <laughs> As far as I'm doing my job and making my numbers. Now, I came in at 7 p.m. and I leave at 7, 8, 9 p.m. So who cares? Right? You know where I am. You know what I'm doing. I'm walking around. I'm not screwing up business. Yeah. And I was just disciplined. You know, when you jump into any business, and I coach a bunch of new actors, mm -hmm. yeah. you've got to look at it. It's a business. It's show yeah. business. It's not mm -hmm. show friends. Mm -hmm. And when I coach newer actors, I say, what's your business plan? And after they say, what, how do you spell that? Yeah. I help them develop it. How, oh, much, wow. how much money do you want to make in this business? Wait, yeah. there's money to be made. Yeah. Hello. So oh, no, well, what, a unique, what a unique way to look at that. I didn't think that when I, when I saw that you were a coach, okay. Yeah. You know, your basic acting coach. I like that. That's, that's smart. That's a very, it, very few people look at acting that way or as, Except for probably to. some of the biggest ones Chris, out there. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna teach you the Kaminsky method. Okay. <laughs> I love the Kaminsky. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh 
big fan. Best show ever. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tweak you on your instrument and on your thing because you know, and again, my apologies. The people that can't do teach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna help you with the business aspect. I'm gonna yeah. position you. I'm gonna do your reel, your resume. I'm gonna put you in touch with agents. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Whatever you bring, your instrument, whatever you bring mm-hmm. to the table, you bring, you develop it, and you grow it the way you see fit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to squeeze into my box. Who am I mm-hmm. to take your instrument and squeeze you? That's not my That's not my deal. So your coaching is basically, it's kind of like manager slash life coach with the acting twist. Is this kind of, it's, I guess. I it's look at it that way, but okay. It's a very <laughs> interesting, a very interesting take on that. I like it. I, I should charge more now. I never looked yeah. at it, Chris, as being uh, you <laughs> want to manage me? I'll give you a piece. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> I never looked at it as a life coach because people come, people go. And that's the way life's supposed to be. You know, I'm in someone's life for a reason and a season. And um, if we can if we can help each other and I can help you get to where you want to be or at least on the right track, yeah. God bless. It's a win, win, win. I think that so much of what coaches do is is applicable to any sort of area of life. Like the point Agreed. is to embody who you are. And the thing is that most people don't know who they are. And, and, and myself included, you know, this is a, you know, we're all on this journey and I'm not sure the journey ever ends. Um, yeah. But it's like, don't just get on the life train and let it take you. Embody, yeah. you know, who you are yeah. and bring that, bring that to being a mother, bring that to being a CEO, bring that to being a tennis player, you know. It's yep. applicable. It's just about really owning your product, which is it's yourself. What? It's like about owning, what? owning. Um, um, you said about. So I was about. <laughs> That's like keep Canadian accent. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting. You said, you know, I, I did a, uh, I did a TikTok this morning. When you wake up, you have a nanosecond to make a decision. Yeah. Are you going to be a victim? Or are you going to be a victor? Now, one of my coaches is is Ed Mm Milet. Love Ed Milet. I've known him. I'm part of a financial uh, firm. Known him for 20 plus years. Um, I have his daily routine, of which I followed for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. You know, you you, six hours of sleep, wake up, meditate, cold shower, oatmeal, gym, you know, know, goals, affirmations, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You know, habits and routines build you yeah. habits and disciplines mm-hmm. and you've got to keep the mind disciplined. So I'm, I'm dragging my butt to the gym this morning. I did this TikTok and I was laughing at myself <laughs> and I'm basically seeing on, on the TikTok, I did not sleep last night. I am oh. exhausted. It's either going to be the best workout or the worst workout, but you know what? And I, I'm convincing myself as I'm exactly. talking yeah. myself into it. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm like, no, it's going to be the best workout I've ever had, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Wake up. You, you sorry ass whatever else I said to myself. And it was funny. I encapsulated my self-talk within like a 60 second TikTok. Mm-hmm. And you don't know who's watching and, and who is, uh, right. And who's listening, who's watching that stuff. So I get to the gym and I see a buddy of mine walk in he's like, yeah. He goes, how you feeling? I go, I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. Are you ready? I go, yeah. I go, what's going on? He goes, I just saw your TikTok. Let's go get it. Let's, I was like, oh, let's go. You know? Oh yeah. So it just, it's, it's it's funny. I've never looked at it from a life coach perspective, Chris, but you know, yeah. we're on this journey yeah. and it goes so fast. I mean, I woke yeah. up today and I'm 53 years old. How does that happen? 
I don't know. I could have sworn I was 25 just the other day, right? I know. I was 30, and now here we are. So you can't let too many of those days get away from you. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay to have your five-second pity party. We're human beings. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be tired. The body is tired. Give it what it needs. It's okay. But don't string those things together so many days. You're going to lose weeks, months, years. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. um, It's funny. A little bit of what you were saying, it's sort of unrelated, but I'm not trying to be funny, but that conversation you had with yourself, like, you know, you can get this. Chris and I kind of have that conversation about the podcast, you know, because it's daily, (laughs) yeah, daily, hourly. Um, It's just so important, like you're saying, like, yes, you know, give space to your emotions, to your fears, to your anxiety or whatever, but you do need that either, you know, do it yourself or have a person that's a really close person to you say like, you know what? Okay, let's just take a deep breath. (laughs) <laughs> and let's just make the decision that this is going yeah. to be fantastic. And you know what? Even if it isn't, it's still going to be good. Uh, you know, like it's just, it's it's an incredible. Um, you just have to be in the moment to even realize that you're having those thoughts. That's where yeah. I think the train gets away from you. Um, there are so many things we want to talk to you about. I just don't want to. There's something I want to say to Chris. You mentioned um, the Freemasons, and I know she's itching. Yes. She's she's scratching her nails into the desk. Like, when are we going to talk about the Freemasons? And she'll explain why. <laughs> no, I'm not, because I will get to it at some point. Because we actually, I had done an episode on Freemasons a few weeks back. Oh, yeah. sweet! I yeah. missed it. Oh, I missed it. And well, you'll have to go back. Uh, and I'll look it up. But um, and I know you can't say a lot. Um, because I learned that it's a, I, we all knew it was a secret society. So we, what we can't learn is like what your rituals and ceremonies are. And I understand that, but can you give us some insight to see if it meshes up with what I reported on it? (laughs) What exactly are the Freemasons? And I assume your father was a Freemason. So short answer is no, (laughs) no. And, uh, no, my, my, I, as far as I know, I'm the first, uh, Freemason in my family. My my papa, my grandfather was a uh, Knights of Columbus. He was a commander. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, and I saw him. I think it was at, I think it was my sister's wedding, and I just just got raised Master Mason. Wow. <laughs> and my, my father was like, "All right, what's?" And, and Papa was like, "Hey, that's a great organization. Good for you. Proud of you. Wow. Stuff like that." But um, no, we're not a secret society. We're just a society with secrets. Exactly. That's what I called the episode. We're the uh, we're the we're the world's largest and oldest fraternal organization. Wow. You know, we do a lot of philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, as I sit here in, in my Florida home, I can tell you, I'm not part of the Illuminati. I don't have a hundred million dollars laying in the bank. Uh, <laughs> I'd still talk to you if I did. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, it's, it's like anything else. There's a lot of misconceptions. It it yeah. it kind of burns me at times because there's different TikTok channels and. Um, you know, I, I kind of come across them at times and and I'll throw in my two cents and then I'll back away because I don't care that much. You know, yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I'm not a real political guy. I mean, I've got my political opinions. My cats know my opinion. <laughs> and when I'm wrong, my cats let me know. And oh, yeah. Agree, when they agree, they let me know. But no, it's a, it's a great organization. I came across... Uh, one time in my life, in my 20s, I had three car accidents back to back. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, three cars oh my God. within a year and a half. Bang, bang, bang. So Dr. Katafi was my chiropractor. Wow. A very successful guy in North Arlington, New Jersey, if I remember correctly. And behind his beautiful Italian wood desk, he had the square and compass. So I'm talking to him and I notice it. 
And they go, well, what does that represent? Oh, it's sign of a Mason. And we just kept on. So as we built a relationship, I kept on asking questions. And I said, well, how do you become one? He goes, you interested in becoming one? Yeah. Boom. Wow. And I was fortunate enough. I worked uh, in Copes Norfolk Lodge, Kearney, New Jersey. And it was a old, old traditional lodge where I learned mm-hmm. a lot. Wow. I learned a nice. lot. I went through the officer's chairs and worked my way all the way up. So it was awesome. a lot of fun. Wow. It was a lot of fun. It definitely helped me. Not that I ever had a shell to get mm-hmm. out of or was shy, but it definitely helped me with different aspects of life. Yeah. Makes sense. And it's all I'm to say about that. Well, everything, yeah, adds, yeah. everything adds to to life. You know, the more you do, the more you get out of your shell. I don't suppose you'll want to tell us what the G stands for. God. <laughs> stands for God. It does actually stand for, because out there. God or, and or geometry. Or geometry. Thank you. Or, okay. or, or a higher being. Right. That's well, we know we not. We do know that it's not a religious fraternity. You have to believe in a higher being, but it's not. You need to believe in something higher than yourself, bigger than yourself. I mean, there there are Muslim Freemasons. There Mm -hmm. are no, as far as I know, uh, atheist Freemasons because Mm -hmm. you you Mm got to believe in something higher than yourself, something bigger than yourself. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that goes down a whole other rabbit hole, which (laughs) that's a whole other show. Yeah. But um, yeah. So if you have any specific questions, I'll try best to not. Well, I'm tr- I, I know we're not supposed to, and I respect that. I don't want to be nudging in, but I just kind of, you know, a little feeling around and everything you've said matches up to what I reported. So that's good. I, Chris, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. You did that uh, episode on a whim and you nailed it. Amazing. <laughs> uh, we have your we have your phone number. Unfortunately, you gave it to us. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm going to have to share it with Chris. So I can't be held responsible for any like late night. Like, And so what does the <laughs> mean? So, I mean, it's based on the teachings of King Solomon. Okay. You know, and if you that, look at it. If you look at the, the traditional lodge room and and everything else, it's emblematical of the uh, of the throne room of King Solomon. Very cool, you know, okay. and in the wisdom of King Solomon and his architect Hiram Abiff. Okay, so, that's our next episode. <laughs> and the biblical story behind all that. Wow. Now, is it is it true Catholics are still not allowed to? Well, the Catholic Church will not allow. So um, my my father brought that up, and apparently with the um, I'm going to screw this up, so let me apologize up front. That's okay. Apparently, with the cardinal, with the College of Cardinals from 1960 something something, um, you couldn't do it. Now that comes down to politics because if you trace things back, and this is all common knowledge, it's in many books. So I'm not talking mm-hmm. out of school. You had the Knights Templars and the Knights Hospitallers, the modern day Freemasons, the modern day Knights of Columbus. The Hospitallers were the doctors and nurses at the time. The Templars, mm-hmm. the Crusaders, were the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And if you know the story of Jacques de Molay, de Molay, the youth organization, Jacques de Molay was the last commander um, of, of the Knights Templars. Uh, Pope Clement, let me see if I get my history right. Pope Clement, it's better than ours, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> well, Chris, check me, Chris, if I'm, if I'm getting wrong. I'll do my best, but. <laughs> Pope Clement was a puppet pope of the French king. And the French king was in debt, and the, the Templars were the bankers of the time. And I, I'm, I don't want to screw this up because this is be out there forever. We've been yeah. screwing up for a year, Dennis. So <laughs> we, we've been screwing up. So go for it. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> I'm kidding, to the I'm 
yeah. you know, so, so, so the Pope being, being, you know, puppet and politics and stuff like that, he, the, uh, the King of France convinced the Pope to disband the, the Templars because they said they were doing sacrilegious things, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So they basically had them all slaughtered and Jacques wow. de Molay, the last night Templar commander wouldn't wow. give up, you know, where the other knights were. So mm-hmm. he's at the stake on Friday the 13th. Wow. Us, Friday the 13th. Uh, boom. Chris, my brain is exploding. And Chris, please do your research. Check me on all that. And if I I'm wrong, going to now. A, oh. scintilla, a scintilla off, let me know. Because I, uh-huh. I got to keep my stuff straight. But I was uh, I was a uh, chapter dad of a DMLA chapter. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. That's cool. Essex County, New Jersey. Wow. At the Knight's Cross for being that. Oh, um, wow. That's cool. Look at yeah. you. I honestly, like, I actually, I, I was up for an audition. Sorry to cut you off. Deb. No, no, no. Sorry. I had an audition for Masonic Masterpieces, which Ooh. I really wanted. And then COVID struck. Oh. And, it, and I, I look at it like, like Laura Linney, right? Masterpiece Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. It was just, yeah, 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 it was yeah. yeah, really yeah. And I had to prove my my worthiness and prove that what I was, and I was this close to getting. It, and then COVID hit, and I haven't heard since. Oh come on! It might come up again. Like, Maybe something yeah. better. Oh. If ever I wanted a job in my life, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, wow. so many COVID. <laughs> I know, but I do believe that if it's meant to happen it'll happen something maybe even something better will will come up so that's amazing i'm just having such a hard time getting my head around like how multi-dimensional you are it's um no it's super chris and i were we were preparing for this um episode we're like you don't understand how many phases we went multi-dimensional I'm waiting for a shoe to fly across the room. Okay. Multi could just be two, okay? So let's just not get kids. settle the hell down, okay? Well, when the voices when the voices kick in, I have to suppress <laughs> six, seven voices. But that's you know, I digress. Yeah, no, that oh, it's it's just so exciting. Thanks so much for being. But I do want to jump into if uh, if you both agree, um, method acting. Sure. Um, just maybe why. Why did that appeal to you? Or did it just sort of come about? It, that's just your style. It just turned out to be your thing. I think there's different ways. But I guess Dennis could answer that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't speak for Mr. Pacino. He's a method actor. I can't speak for Heath Ledger, rest in mm, peace. I can't mm. speak for Robin Williams. I can't speak for mm. uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's I can't right. speak for Joaquin Phoenix. That's right, yeah. I read a script and uh, I can emote. Mm, that well that's something incredible that's though that's, you know do you find that it can i it can overtake you if you're in a role for, yeah. like making a full movie do you find that it spills over into your home life do you bring it home with you is that because i think i've read before like with heath ledger yeah. and people like that's yes. they feel that that could you be gotta you gotta learn how to detach from it my mm. my vice is the gym mm-hmm. or working yeah. out yeah and i've learned how to work that through because i'll come home you know from a, an arduous scene an arduous shoot two o'clock in the morning and i'm just like yeah geared up. Mm. yeah so gotta hit the gym gotta go run gotta swim yeah. gotta do something physical mm-hmm. change my physicality yeah i didn't know that now you know i'm a lightweight i'm a two beer guy yeah. maybe mm-hmm. two scotch 
maybe two glasses of wine. I'm a, I'm a cheap date. So I don't have any issues like that, thank God, right? Yeah, thank God. But I know what I need to do. I need to do something. If you look at, I've got a, I've got a bunch of things out there. Face of PTSD. I think that that's on mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I I volunteer to do stuff for veterans. I think I I did three projects last year, and a face of PTSD was really interesting because I'm 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 depicting the executive producer's life story. Mm-hmm. He he made the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Take that back. He had the creative gumption come to me at break <laughs> and say, uh, you, you know, you're, you're doing great, but you're too much of a hard ass. Oh. I go, what do you mean? Is that? He goes, yeah, but but by this time I'm crying. I'm a mess. I'm all over the place. I go, oh, wow. you want me to cry? <laughs> and he's like, you can cry. Now, mind you, we had a young director, which is hysterical. And the kid's listening in and the kid starts laughing because he's seen my work. And he goes, Dennis, here's the thing. I'm talking to my psychiatrist now in face of PTSD mm-hmm. and I'm building up building. He goes, I'm going to give you a second action. And then I want you to go there. Oh, Just way, you know, oh. and I'm looking at him and I'm building up, building up. He goes, second action. And I just went oh, snotting, man. crying, shaking. Oh, wow. <laughs> the whole night, I, I look in the corner of the room. I see the executive producer. He's crying. Oh God. So internally, I'm going, yes. Exactly. You know, I've I've just been able to feel em, em, empathetic to the role to the character, yeah, um, and just go there. That's um, an amazing skill. It's- it is, and I wanted to dig into that a bit, if you don't mind, because I um, we did an episode on crying. It was my turn to present. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned to you that Chris and I surprise each other. We alternate each week, and we surprise each other with our topics. So that's why our conversations end up being... Yeah, it is fun. It's kind of candid. And usually, even uh-huh. though it's sometimes serious, it's pretty funny, usually. <laughs> and um, so I think was, menopause should be a good one. Honestly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'll just I'm get on. I'm not available I, I'm not available for that show. Just <laughs> Is your fiance? Yeah. Episode two with Dennis Mellon. Menopause. No. <laughs> I'm just going to, well, Chris will hit record and I'll just start sweating. And I'll be like, that's all you need to know. <laughs> and screaming at people. Um, so what I was talking about with um, the crying episode, like tears and, yeah. and why do we cry and is it you know beneficial and all that stuff, is that because I think I've mentioned that I um, I suffer from depression and anxiety was diagnosed years and years ago, yeah. and uh, thankfully I'm you know very functional and all that stuff. Um, but I just think that subconsciously at some point in my life I made the decision to stop crying. I'm not saying I've never cried, but because I just feel like I felt like if I start crying, I don't think I'm ever going to stop. Like I Got just it. was afraid to to go there, so I, that's why I think where Chris's question is coming to you from, like, are you ever afraid you're just going to go so deep that you're not going to be able to get yourself like, back out mentally, get yourself out? You can go yeah. to the gym, but it seems like he's yeah, you he's seem like working on yourself as a person for a long time. So you know, it it you know with the examples I just gave you, unfortunately, yeah. it is what it is. But yeah. no, yeah. I've been able to. Uh, you know, get myself out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can go there. Like, like we, we did a season of daddy were back and I did a lot during the pandemic. It was crazy how much work I had. Wow. And we yeah. shot a full season of daddy were back and we would do a table read on zoom or, you know, remotely. Mm-hmm. And the girls wrote so well, um, Angela and Valencia that they want, they wanted me to remote. So every other, Every, you know, ch- you know, scene one, episode one, everything's la, 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 yeah. episode two, 
it's dramatic. Episode three. So they, I would go there even on the table read because oh. certain words, certain things would just hit me in the heart. Wow. Now I've never trained for that. Yeah. Uh, I've never, I've never read a book on that. As I said to you earlier, Chris, I don't want somebody to ruin my instrument. Mm. Right. If you go to YouTube, you know, Mr. Pacino, I think he went to the New York Academy. Mm-hmm. He's all about it. He's a method actor. Um, not that I even scratch the surface with him and at his level. Uh, but I think a lot of it is just nature and how you bring mm-hmm. things up with great people. I didn't have a chance to go through my process. <laughs> That's oh, true. You, sure you didn't have, you didn't have a I chance had, to finish your coffee. So you I, just had I, to go with life, with, uh, life skills, with uh, yeah. life experiences, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I had 12 hours to get home, uh, sleep, wake up, and go. Wow. So I had didn't read the script, didn't wasn't able to break it down. And I think we did pretty good for you know what uh, what I was able to do. There's a movie, Chances, of that that's out there. It's a Christian short, which is very, very dark. Oh. Very, very dark. If you saw the picture, I've got a scar over my eye. It's it's, it's floating around there somewhere. Okay. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, and okay. You see a dark, dark side. I I played a, uh, a 70-year-old man with dementia for uh, a good friend of mine, Rennell Golden, mm-hmm. four, five, six years ago. I forget exactly. And we're blocking the scene we're setting up the scene you know uh rehearsing the scene and i give you 150 percent if it's mm-hmm. a rehearsal it, i yep. just give it to you so <laughs> I, i'm made up i look like i'm 70 and i got dementia i'm thinking about my my wife blah 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 and i just go there oh, God. in comes the makeup artist first and she's crying oh, I'm, like, oh, no. I'm like what's the matter she goes, oh, you, you're so amazing <laughs> you like, sorry. i need to cry She's cleaning me up. I'm snotty. I'm all. She's cleaning me up, crying. In comes the DP, director of photography, cameraman. He's crying. In comes the director. The director's like, "Could could, could you do that again?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah finish I, me I, off completely. Yeah, I, I can't give you 20 takes. I can give you a, a few like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool. And um, with face of PTSD, the director just worked with um. Oh my gosh, what's the actor's name? An A-lister. And he goes, man, um, Frank Grillo. He just oh, worked wow. with Frank Grillo, which I've never met Frank, nor have I worked with him yet. Mm-hmm. And he goes, man, he goes, you're a better actor than Frank Grillo. I'm like, what? I go, well, why? He goes, well, you're a badass, but you can also emote. Wow. He goes, Frank can't emote. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay. Well, thank you. I, you know, I appreciate that. That's a, you know, take yeah. a compliment. A compliment, yeah. Yeah, you know, just, sure. just stuff like that. So, you know, I I think it's more instinctive. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I didn't have a dark childhood. No, My no. father didn't didn't uh, handcuff me to the uh, to the radiator. They didn't beat me on a daily basis. We weekly, only do that in Canada. Daily. Sometimes we deserved it, but it's okay. <laughs> we- weekly, not daily. <laughs> I had a middle class existence. You know, yeah. I never really wanted for much. I mean, never really pushed myself too hard. Here we yeah. are. It's incredible. Can I ask you? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Ask- okay. So in high school, you were very athletic. You joined all the. Eh. Okay. Well, yeah. you were in a- You were in yeah. sports. How's that? <laughs> I, I wasn't. You know, I was. I was middle of the road. Yeah. You know, I I liked what I did. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't Joe Jock, but yeah. I wasn't Joe Nerd either. If if that makes yeah. any sense at all. 
It does, but you never joined anything like the drama club or the theater group or the no, group. It didn't interest you at all? Uh, no, I didn't no? do any of that. No, I, I was on, I was on the rowing team. Uh, we had a pretty successful rowing team. I played ice hockey. Um, you know, I played street ball with, with mm-hmm. the guys. Mm-hmm. But and nothing to do with acting. Nothing to do with acting, which is funny. So I'm in Florida now for nine years, and a, a buddy of mine from high school uh, John Clark was in the drama club, was in this stuff, was in that stuff. And, and we got together once he goes, I'm really mad at you. I go, <laughs> all right, well, Hey, sorry, bro. What's up? He goes, you've been down here a short period of time and you're working with everybody, all my friends, you're working all the time oh. and you just picked this up. You know, you didn't do this in high school. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I mean, you know, what do you want me to do? It's just yeah. life's path. It is what it is, you know? I think it's it's just so incredible. And it's just another testament to how you just never know. You can't choose a profession at 17 or whatever it is. But I think that with you, it has to do with like your willingness to just be open, to take a leap, to like be yeah. vulnerable, explore. To, to explore. Yeah. And yeah. so many of us are afraid of that. It's again, it's a little bit um, like you are really inspiring us for this podcast, which is why I keep, you know, certainly, honestly, like Chris and I have been outside of our comfort zone for 365 days. We have beautiful. lived. Yeah. And beautiful. this beautiful thing has come. We're, 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 you know, sort of, we're scared and we're anxious and, you know, we're questioning our, 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 our what's it called decisions, but oh. I've never, we've never felt more alive, you That's know? It. It so. is. And th- I don't really believe that there are mistakes. Like we were talking about a few things. We were like, you know what? At least we'll know two more things than we knew yesterday if we yeah, go down right. this road. And it doesn't you, turn you're out. right. They're experiences. And, and you're, you're the culmination of, of your experiences. And, exactly. You know, that's that's what life is. I mean, life is like an elastic band. Once it's stretched out, it'll never go back. That's right. My, my mother um, is the entrepreneur mm. of the family. She had a bridal consultancy at one time. And we had a... Um, like a uh, like a, a show, a bridal show, which wow. stage for models and stuff like that. God. And she literally, everyone's there and she throws me in the microphone and she goes, get to it. Oh. I go, what do you want me to say? She goes, just get the show started. So I get on I get on the stage. I'm like, hello, and thank you for coming. And I <laughs> how, how old are you? Sorry to interrupt. How old? 18, 19. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. God. I was picturing you yeah. at seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. No, but that's, you know. Yeah. You, when you're when you have an opportunity and you're baptized by fire, yes. again you make a decision right then and there. Yeah, like I did with the Brado show, mm-hmm. like I did with Great People, like right. I've done with other things. I did turn down one movie recently. Now I work a lot because I never say no. But mm-hmm. <laughs> now the word "but" means negates everything I just said. Exactly. I but turned, the- <laughs> I turned something down about a year ago. I get a call from a friend of mine who's referred by a friend that likes me, yada, yada. Dennis, we want to offer you a lead role. Sure. What you got? Tell me about it. Well, you play, you're playing a Catholic bishop. Sure. I got the collar. Done. I can do wait that. Wait a minute. Yep. Lots well, of guilt. So, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're a Catholic priest? Catholic is, bishop. So, I'm, I'm Catholic. Bi- so, <laughs> having a feeling I kind of know what this movie's about or am I way off? <laughs> No? Okay, I'm way off. Never mind. Dennis, you need to do an exorcism. Oh. Hmm. You need to do the exorcism in Latin. No, Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, you know, I appreciate that. No, man, I, I'm I'm not your guy. I love you. I appreciate you. Oh, my God. So, again, within that nanosecond, my 
reticular activation system, my RAS said, hell, not only no. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> because I'm thinking, I, I do something in Latin. You're not going to have a linguistic around. Right. I'm going to open a whoop ass of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to open up. I'm going to do something in Latin, not understanding what the heck I'm saying, and open up a can of whoop ass of myself. Fast forward, Russell Crowe has a movie out. Oh. Regarding, he's the Pope's exorcist. Oh my oh, God! He's a cardinal. I, I'm getting chills. He's here's Russell Crowe again. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, what did they pass on? I'm like, what do they do? I'm like, ah, it's all right. I'm sure it wasn't the same. I'm sure it wasn't the same. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, hindsight. Oh. Yeah, there's a reason for everything. There's a reason for everything. That's right. I hate to rub salt in the wound, but I think you would have pulled it off. Like you're just that kind of guy. You would have made it work. We wouldn't have known what the hell you were talking about. About totally would have believed you. About here's I wouldn't have known what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, which is what scares me. Certain things shouldn't be screwed with. My opinion. That's that's as far as I'm going with that. But that's certain things. You just I don't I. It's Whatever. instinct. You just something, yeah. there was a resounding no in you and that's what you listened to. And it might've opened up a door to something else. But since we're talking about some of your roles, in fact, what you just said about, have you ever turned down a role was a, qu- a question that Chris came up with. So you answered that. Um, hey. <laughs> tell us, what do you want? What are you interested in promoting right now? What are you promoting? What do you want our listeners to go and get? Sure. Well, I, I love for everybody to go see great people. Great people. Okay. Great Chris people. has done that. C-R-A-Y <laughs> people. Yeah. Uh, Romilla Blade, I love him so much. He's oh. the modern day Mel Brooks. Wouldn't you agree, Chris? Yes, I would agree I mean, with that. That was just. I mean, I, I say that. You know, with- can I just say, I write a review and I think this sums it up perfectly. It, it will become a cult classic. <laughs> I think that's. I, I, in, a, I, in a good way. My like, kids were, they're teens. You know, they're not little kids, they're teens. And they just, they loved it. Well, please go to Rotten Tomatoes and give us a review and let oh, us know. That will do. Now, great people. It's on plex.tv, P-L-E-X.tv. Okay. And back to Romello, every other day he's coming out and it's on a new platform. It, it's basically global. Wow. From, from my last conversation with him, his last uh, last uh, Facebook post, it's it's heading up a festival in <gasps> India. Oh, wow. India is a huge our, film industry. Hollywood. It's incredible. Bollywood, my God. And one of our actors is from the same town in India, where the movie's showing. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. Fortuitous mm-hmm. as it is. Yes. You never know. You never know. My, my mentality has always been, if you throw enough stuff against the wall. Mm-hmm. Sick, you know, exactly. so please go see great people. But more importantly, go to Rotten Tomatoes, because rumor has it, mm-hmm. he's already written great people, too. Oh, okay. Now, don't give away, Chris, what happens at the end. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm just saying, it, you know. We watched it. Okay. We you, you all it's going to become a cult classic, and that's all I'm going to say because you have to you watch gotta it. Get through, you got to get through my iconic scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but once you get through that, watch the rest of the movie. And I, it, I, I, I think I was part of the he, – he allowed us to be part of the editing process. Ah. Like you would have clips and send it to us. What do you think? I go, oh, my God, I love it. Now, I'm not technical, so mm-hmm. I don't know if it sounds off the coloration. I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like what you see, you know what you like when you see it. I I, I like seeing this, but um, I've got Unlawful Duties, which is on Amazon Prime, which surpassed oh. one million views. 
<gasps> That's I'll have to amazing. pick that one up. Yeah. You know, what I want to see, I want to see Killer Miller. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That. But I can't, is, is that called Killer Miller or is it Tales from the... So so there's basically two movies. I've done two Westerns. Okay. Killer Miller, I've, I've had the lead role in both. R.J. Hendricks, writer, producer, uh, director, did Killer Miller, which I uh, you saw the pictures. I've got yeah. long hair. Mm-hmm. I basically, mm-hmm. six months to grow it out, had a big beard, learned wow. how to ride a horse. Wow. So it, it's funny. When I auditioned for that, I didn't know it was like an 1800s Western. I thought it might have been, you know, Blade Runner 2500, whatever. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So I did the audition for him and I did it in my Dennis Mallon deep voice. <laughs> I even said in my slate, I go, I don't know if it's this or that. Boy, he liked the tenor of my voice and, and, yeah. and he cast me. So he calls me up. He goes, you know, you know how to ride a horse, right? Yes, sir. Yes, I do. Sure, I do. <laughs> and speak Latin. Yeah, I, I can speak Latin while riding a horse. You got it. And, and I go, well, when are you looking to shoot? Oh, in about six months. I'm like, yes. <laughs> what did I do the same day? I booked a horse lesson. Oh and I, my God. And I learned and I learned. So that's, that's what you do. Tales of the Old West. I, I believe the stuff's up on YouTube. I, I don't yeah. know. Please check it out. Yeah. I'm really proud of that work. Oh. Um, I did a Super Bowl commercial this year. I saw it. So that's so to tie back the culinary school, I wanted to make that tie. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, you know, I was in the culinary field for a short period of time. Now I'm a foodie. I love to cook. I love to eat. I love, I'm a gastronomist. I love everything about food. Okay. Mm -hmm. I cook for friends. I cook for Leanne. I cook for myself. I just love to cook. Um, I get a call from an agent of mine, Susan Applegate from Miami, and I love her dearly. She goes, Dennis, you have chef on your resume. Are you a chef? Yes or no? <laughs> yes, Susan, I'm a chef. Good. Do you cook? Yes, Susan, I can cook. Good. You need to come down here right now for a for a uh, for an audition. Wear a chef coat. Bring your knives. You need need you need to mince an onion. Okay, great. I'm thinking. Oh my god, I got to go sharpen my knives. Got to go. So I'm, I'm playing and practicing. Blah blah blah. I show up and I've got a black chef coat on, bring my knives, bring an onion. And the casting director is just talking to me as I'm, as I'm cutting the onion. He's like, yes, how you doing? It was world cup soccer time. I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Got the part. <laughs> Go uh, away. I get a call from Susan again. She goes, Dennis, you're on hold for Remy Martin. Now on hold means you've auditioned. They've seen you. They like you. They want you. They're locking you in. Yep. I go, I go who? Remy Martin. I go, I didn't know this. And Dennis, you're on hold. <laughs> okay, I'm on hold. Remy Martin, you got it. Okay, uh, till we win. You got a 5 a.m. call time. Da, 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 da. Okay. I get there at 4 o'clock. That's my, mm-hmm. that's my I'm always early. Wow. Uh, Serena Williams what? was in the yep. commercial. That's yep. right. I read that. Yep. You've no, seen it. I didn't, oh, know. Wow. didn't know Serena was in it. Oh, my, uh, my scene started at 6 a.m. We got done at 9, and then you go sleep in your trailer. And a friend of mine said, do you know who's coming? I'm like, no idea who's coming. Serena. I go, Serena. Serena Williams. What? Oh. What a sweetheart. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. A beautiful woman, classy. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with her physically. Not a good idea. But the opening scene, I'm like this close to her. Wow. I'm leaning in. You yeah. see my, you see in the opening frame. And she's doing a, uh, an Al Pacino monologue wow. from any given Sunday. And between takes, I'm like Miss Williams, you just, you just, <gasps> you're just amazing. She goes, "My name's Serena." I go, oh. "Thank you, Miss Williams." <laughs> <laughs> As I walk away, because 
and she looks, she gives me a look like she's going to backhand me, you know? <laughs> my, my name's Serena. Thank you, Miss Williams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you've got to, you know, uh, you, you don't go gaga over celebrities. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that early on. You just, yeah. you act like you belong there. Mm-hmm. You act like you belong there. And that's the bottom line. That's you know, so working in Manhattan, working in Manhattan, you see people walk by you every day. You're not going to stop them. They're human beings mm-hmm. like you and I. Maybe their pants are a lot more expensive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you just, you just act cool. You just wow. act like you belong there. And that's, you know, my, my second movie back in the day was uh, Woody Allen Celebrity. Wow. Now, I've only gone to one cattle call my entire life. So it was for that. It was me and like 100,000 other guys and gals. And I stepped in front of Woody, and that's when he married his daughter or oh, wife. Yeah. I, 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 none of my business. Yeah. Um, but there's Woody, and his hair his hair was perfectly askew, and his right eye was bloodshot. Ooh. And so they said, don't say anything, just step in front of him. So you step in front of him, you smile, he looks <laughs> yeah. at your head, he looks up, he gawks at you. God. He puts his head down to write something. You move on. Oh, so I said, thank you, sir. And he looked up again, and I thought I'm done. I yep. didn't care. Yeah. We got cast in it. So I had wow. uh, Charlize Theron right oh, next God. to me, Kenneth Branagh, what? and a bunch of Victoria's Secret models, which is Oh, that was a funny. bummer, huh? <laughs> it, yeah. it, it was such a tough dude for me. <laughs> but it, it was just fun. It was just a fun time. Yeah. But you got it. You know, oh, my God, th- there's King Lear. Oh, my God, there's Sir. You just got to be cool. Yeah. Wow. You're respectful. You're cool. Yeah. With Devil's Advocate, my first, first everything, Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino, Craig T. Nelson, I got picked out to be a uh, to be an extra in this one scene. In the courtroom, court right? Or something. The courtroom scene. Yeah, now, yeah. Taylor Hackford was the director. And um, he goes, action, cut, you and you out. Two extras next to me, he kicked out. Now, here's a lesson learned. You have to have an intention. My intention, now this mm-hmm. is my first SAG mm-hmm. feature. Mm-hmm. I'm in a courtroom with the biggest with, with the biggest trial of the century. It's a murder trial. Right. Wow. Who am I? Quickly, who am I? Okay, I'm a young attorney. Uh, I'm learning. I'm intrigued. And mm-hmm. I acted as if I'm intrigued, like, you know, you know, leaning in. Yeah. Like that. My blood pressure went straight up. <laughs> oh. I looked over my shoulder, Mr. Pacino. He goes, you're fine, son. Oh, God. You know, the voice of God. Thank you, sir. I look up. Keanu turns around. I smile. He smiles. And I'm like, what just happened? What is <laughs> oh going on here? This is surreal. So, yeah, It's incredible. I love what you said about intention. Like, whether you're doing something big or small, yeah. always yeah. own what you're doing. Yeah. Be fully, you know, um, encompass or whatever that that whatever you're doing so this was one of our other questions there's other stuff we want to talk about but since we're on the topic um chris do you want to convey the message from i mean i'm pretty sure it's you asking this question under the guise of your teenage children but okay go on well there's a lot of questions there were a lot of questions before this but now that you've put my poor children in front into this i would never you know i I, I do have right of refusal right i do have Oh, yeah, it's deep, Dennis. It's a, it's a deep, deep question. So of course, we all heard you in Jumanji. I got to take a sip. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's, that's a good idea. What are you drinking? Coffee? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we call it in Canada. Yeah. Sure. So nice. again, I would never do this, but Deb forced me into it. You know, the kids all read that you had been in Jumanji. 
Um, and of course, you know, they're not sure what scene you were in and more, you know, under their question was, did you ever meet the rock or Kevin Hart? Answer is yes. Short answer is yes. And I don't think I, I made it to the final edit. Oh, okay. But sure. Oh, yeah. but still the experience just getting there is incredible. The editing gods give and the editing, editing gods take. Take us away. Yes. <laughs> but exactly. uh, Kevin Hart, sweetheart, I'm six one. He's got to be four foot nothing. Oh. Uh, but uh, sweetheart of a guy, The Rock, um, you know, again, you say, hi, hey, I really appreciate your work. Wow. You know, you don't go gaga. You don't say, can, no. I, get, can I get a selfie? Can, yeah. I, can, I, right. can I get a selfie? Right. Yeah. You, just, you just, you know, again, you belong there. So yeah, but, uh, cool people. Okay. Really Chris, cool people. Chris no, note to selves: just remember when we get you know famous, we just have to act cool. Okay, that's All it. Right. Act, I know I can't. Deb, it's just you that we have to worry about. Oh, of course, look, you ladies. Obviously, you're not obnoxious. You're not pretentious. Uh, you know, Keanu Reeves is one of the sweetest guys in yeah. the sweetest guys in the business. I've heard you know, so much uh, about him. The, the Rock, John Cena. They're just yeah. sweethearts. I think John Cena just did. Um, a record setting make a wish visits or something oh, like that. Uh, yeah, I saw that. It's the most that oh. any celebrity has ever done. I mean, that's just amazing. God yeah. bless yeah, him. Thank God. Yeah. I I have a question. Um yeah. I just I feel like you it's like you live a different reality every day having to get into all these different roles. So I guess my question is, would you yeah. rather constantly sort of be taking on different roles and like developing different characters or would you like to maybe be on like a series like have, have the same role and just get deeper and deeper into that particular character maybe yes, if they're yes. not part of me yes, yes and it, yes yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> happy with either I mean, way huh you know i you know do, do you want the oscar do you want the money the answer is yes yeah <laughs> No, I mean that's yeah. You know, no, would, would I would I love to to do an episodic where there's meat to it and I can dig in it and yeah. develop as we go over season to season? I'm cast in the Italians, which right. we haven't even which we're still in pre production. But Zach Dieppe, writer, producer, director, uh, says he's got enough material for seven seasons. Oh wow! And, God, wow! And and my role is pretty integral to the uh, to the entire plot. It's just, I just spoke to him about two weeks ago. Wow, um, and I, I'm ready to go whenever he is. So yeah. it's it's a role. I'm playing the. I don't know. Screw this up. I'm playing the assistant director mm-hmm. of Homeland Security for New York City. Oh wow! Wow, I am the most corrupt politician oh. New York City has ever seen. I'm oh, in cahoots I with the mafia, it. with the lacuza, oh, with every organized crime organization. Oh, that in sounds the world. so fun. <laughs> Yeah, I want to watch that now. I want to do it now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hurry up! It's been two years pre-production. I'm like, come on, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go New York, Miami, Paris, Dubai. Wow. Oh. And I'm like, dude, I'm like Zach, bro, come on, oh, I'm ready today. Oh my come on, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. So, so if you had to play any role, what would like your dream role be, or who would you want to like? play opposite you know who's your dream yeah. uh, oh i'd love to play opposite directly mr pacino yeah yeah i've been i've been fortunate enough to be in three three of his yeah. movies devil's advocate scent of a woman and the irishman Oof. I, I, i'd love to be mono a mono just do a one-on-one wow. scene just do one scene whether it's opening up a car door for him or mm. you know just whatever just be wow. uh, just, just do that i i did i usually declare on different podcasts that i'm on that I am the next Mandalorian. 
<laughs> All right. And, and the follow-up question is, really, are you casting it? Well, not yet. No, but. But I am. <laughs> well, you know, if you, you think know. it long enough, you will become. Yeah, exactly. You got to put it out to the universe. Now, truth yeah. be told, I did have an audition for House of the Dragon. Oh, mm. see? Okay. Wow. I did that. Now, I'm obviously not a Targaryen. I'm a little darker. <laughs> but, but the auditions are getting bigger and bigger. I lost a role to, uh, uh, I hope I don't screw up the gentleman's name, Arnold uh, Zolal. Okay. Uh, or something like that. He was the mummy, and he and he was literally the mummy in the movie, the mummy. Im- oh, oh, okay. Oh. And you lost it out. To- Which, wow, you were that close, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you know uh, what I mean? We're getting yes. there. We're getting- yeah. It's exactly oh. what you said. Like, you, if you keep throwing stuff, I don't know exactly how you said. You keep throwing stuff at the wall or, or whatever. Something's going to stick. Um, yeah. it, it's and I don't. And I've taken Chris and I've talked about this too. It's like I, I, it's that one person. Or that yeah. one role or that one, you know, serendipity moment where you happen to be at the coffee machine at the same time as someone. Like, I totally believe in that sort of thing. And that's why you just keep going. And, and yeah. that's what you're doing. And here's the thing. And I, I rationalize that with myself. How can there be one million views of unlawful duties? How can there be 100,000 views of Killer Miller mm-hmm. and not one person of influence? Right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I, if you go to my YouTube, I, I had to keep my YouTube page organized because I've got mm. a ton. You go to my IMDb, I got a ton. Yeah. And you cannot tell me one person, a half a person of influence mm-hmm. hasn't seen my work. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I got a call the other night uh, at 1030 at night from a New York City producer. Wow. You know, I, I saw your work. Da, da, da. It's just, you know, again, the yeah. sudden I love it. I did lose a role recently, a lead role, oh. but I, I, I did a, um, I did a, a live and I basically said, look, just because someone else's shine, uh, light shines, it doesn't diminish my star. No, exactly. You're right. Exactly. My kids were like, oh, he owned that role. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? The great, the great people. Great Thank people. You. Yeah. Although I did see, I think I told you we saw um, winning to lose. Yeah. <laughs> All I could picture is, is that how he enters the gym every morning? <laughs> every morning. Every morning. I'll be disappointed if you're morning. lying to me. <laughs> Not today. Not this <laughs> morning. Okay, fair enough. Right orange shirt. Yeah, every morning. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that kid? Yeah. That's um, amazing. Okay, so we've done yeah, a lot of roles. Is there any roles that you kind of regret that you did? None that I'm going to admit or tell you on the air. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, you know, there's, there's. I guess not regret, not regret, yeah. but maybe it didn't come out as well as you'd hoped, or. No, I, I did have an issue. So with the, um, uh, with the Mad Hatter, mm-hmm. um, I again, I had an audition. I auditioned for the professor. I auditioned for the lead role. Had a great audition. Great casting director, and I got cast in it as the orphanage director. Okay. Mm. Um, sign, 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 NDAs, contracts, et cetera, et cetera. I got no script. So I show up on set, I show up early, I'm in I'm in wardrobe and makeup, and one of the mothers says to me, She goes, Oh, you're the ped. Oh I I go, excuse me. What? He goes, Yeah, you you you're playing that role. I go, excuse me? Oh my god. So I I grabbed um 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 uh, what's her name? Oh the The producer. The Miss Delaney, what's Mm -hmm. her first name? Yeah. The director said, look, we need to talk. Yeah. I don't have the sides. I don't have the script. I have no idea what's going on. This is what I just heard in holding. Mm-hmm. 
what's going on? And they go specifically, if there's any of this, 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 that, I'm off. I'm, I'm out, period. Mm-hmm. She explained to me everything that was going on. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's doing different vignettes, being the chief antagonist. Mm-hmm. What is the director's name? I'm going to look it up. Being the chief antagonist, <laughs> yeah. it's really my role to kind of carve out and create. Oh, but yeah. I, I, that was a first for me that I was like, look, I'm out of here. Yeah. Alarm bells. No. But it worked out. It worked out well. Well, that's good. That, which was what I was afraid. The one where you were going to be the Latin speaking priest. I thought that that's what exactly. we were going with it. Kate, Kate Devaney, our director. And okay. I got to tell you, I give her a lot of credit because she doesn't know me from Adam. Mm-hmm. Kate's mm-hmm. from LA and I came on like gangbuster saying, Look, mm. WTF. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not walking on unless I'm comfortable and you tell me specifically, because I've got a mother of a child yeah. that I'm working with and she said X. I'm not going to be hooked up or yeah. attached. To yeah, X. you don't I, want to be cast in that. Nobody wants to be cast no, that way. No. No. And and she explained everything to me and much to her, you know, um, a credit mm. she totally i i felt comfortable with it oh, we God. pulled it off and i we did a great job i really that's oh, another cool that's another cult classic <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, it's funny chris that's another cult classic well yeah. i have to go see it now <laughs> and and i'm i'm fine with being attached to these cult classics invite me yeah. to the uh to, to the uh, to the festival in twenty years i'll yeah. show up you know? yeah okay they do last <laughs> for uh, forever so yeah if I was, we had a question that was kind of like, you know, what kind of review would you like to have written about yourself or, you know, what, but then I thought maybe we could rephrase it and say, if there was one thing that Al Pacino could say to you, what I know it's a toughie, <laughs> what would you love to hear come from his mouth about you? Jeez. Wow. Totally putting you on the spot here. Totally on the um, spot. It doesn't have to be um, one sentence, but, um, Wow. (laughs) I I can tell you what now if I if I'm blessed to get that scene Mm. with Mr. Gino. Mm -hmm. Wow. Getting a little emotional. And he says, hey, he says, hey kid, you got it. Dennis. I we pray for that for you. In fact, I I really feel like putting it out there today. We are. Yeah. I really feel like that could happen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, sorry about that. That yeah, that no. was good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, you got to Being Irish, Italian, Brazilian, I go over to my grandfather's house. From he, he's uh, Italian, excuse me, oh, and his yeah. wife Brazilian. Mm. Godfather is always on. Oh, of course. If it's, yes. if it's Christmas, if it's you know Hanukkah, yep. the Godfather is always on. Wow. And oh my God, Sonny got killed. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I got killed last week uh-huh. and the week before. <laughs> You know, so stuff like that to find out that my grandfather was a low-level runner for one of the families. Ah, and so it was just yeah. So it's always kind of you know we don't discuss it. We don't you know blah blah blah. But um, you know that was just interesting, not knowing the correlation. Yeah. But uh, I was asked yesterday what what's one of your favorite movies? Godfather one, two, and three. Yeah. Now we I I went to see Godfather three with uh, another couple. And uh, my buddy's girlfriend thought Sofia Coppola dying on the stairs of La Scala was funny. Oh, what? So because, my. <laughs> because her Sorry. acting was was a bit. They were well, saying it wasn't quite as great. So was no, happy she was gone. But <laughs> you, regardless of the acting or not acting or whatever yeah, you bring yeah. to the table, 
it's still a dramatic yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the only one laughing in the theater. And I'm like, what the? That's a lifetime ago, so. <laughs> wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> I Chris, remember, what did you want to ask? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. A million things, but I, go yeah, I know, I know. Father. Yeah. I grew up with it on the TV continually, too, because VCRs yeah. have just come out. Deb had data. Yeah. We don't discuss that. We have oh, my data. parents played it all. It, it was a big thing in Canada. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have VHS yet. I had yet. the VHS. I had the VHS. I had the beta. I had the, the Blu-ray. The dot the dot the dot. Did you have okay. laser disc? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the Atari playing. Oh God. Blip. Playing Pong, whatever. I we, had oh, Pong. Yeah. we had Pong. We, we had that. And my father wouldn't buy Atari. He had to buy Intellivision because the graphics was so superior. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it serves you right for making fun of me and my beta. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I, I know this is totally off topic. It goes back to our earlier conversation because this is kind of what we do. Um, yeah. I know you're big into self-help books and self-help and development. If you, I'm, you had kids who were teenagers at one time, what did you give them for advice to, you know, did you have them read certain books? Did you have them, you know, or did you? Oh, God. <laughs> well, first off, I'm going to change your paradigm. It's personal development. Okay. <laughs> it, has, it has a different ring. Now I, I sent my sister my, my list of books that I've read and I'm a prolific reader. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, you, you write so many self-help books. What's your problem? <laughs> I've read personal development books. Have you? No, I don't need to read that stuff. Oh, obviously you don't. Yeah. Obviously. I love my sister. <laughs> yeah. and she's the best. Yeah. So be that as me. <laughs> Recently, I bought my son Think and Grow Rich. Oh, yes. I read and, that. Classic. No, that yeah. is the foundation of any speaker today, mm. any any personal help person, any author, it all stems from from that. Yeah, it all stems from that. Dale Carnegie, mm. uh, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet. Mm. Everybody has read that book. Now I'm rereading it again for like mm-hmm. the twentieth time. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I've read any others throughout my career. But if you look at my list, it's pretty eclectic. I've got. I'm looking up in my office. I've got an autographed oh. book club. I've got oh. Anne Wright's. I've got wow. uh, Ron and Sana. I've got uh, The Rise of Superman. I've got wow. Susan Susan Orleski. I forgot who that is. <laughs> I've got an amazing Alien. person. <laughs> I got The Alienist. I got Al Capone Does My Shirts. Wow. And these are just, I've got uh, Gordon Bethune, Jim Cramer, Joe Joe Namath. Just a just eclectic list. Uh, flawless execution of purpose-driven life. Wow. Uh, the Raven and the Hawk. Just, wow. just, kind of just my autograph. A whole range. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dennis amazing. just read, he just read all these books just by looking at one shelf. I don't think I've read that many books in my entire life. <laughs> With the no, advent of, you know, these little devices yeah. here, we tend not to read as much as we once did. <laughs> We went out to brunch last Sunday. A good friend of mine has a standing table. And um, I sat next to this guy and we, he started, you know, I don't like to talk about what I do when, when you're out because, mm. you know, c- civilians either roll yeah. their eyes mm-hmm. or they're just like, you know, yeah, don't want to hear it. That's okay because I don't want, you know, yeah. outside of this forum. So he's like, yeah, so what do you think of the movie doing? I'm like, oh, my God, I've read every book twice. <laughs> yeah. He goes, really? Me too. So we just started geeking out. And that was wow. we just we, we just 
into each other and started geeking out on each other. And uh, Dune 2 is coming out, Denny Villeneuve. I would have loved to be, I would love to be in any Dune. Any Dune. Dune. Yeah. I'd love to be a Fremen if I get upgraded to be part of the Fedakine. Mm. I like to be eaten by Shai Halud. <laughs> okay. I, okay, you, okay, you get it. You're geeking out. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd love to be Sardaukar. I'd love to be anything. Anything to anything. do with it. Well, Anything. A grain Anything. of sand on those sand dunes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Just make, make sure Shai Hulud eats me. I don't care. Oh, but that's, wow. you know, it's one of those iconic movies. It's like uh, Daniel Craig being in uh, mm. being in one of the Star Wars movies. Right. He was a Star Trek. Who knew that was him, right? Nobody knew that was him. But, you know, it was a dream come true, I'm sure. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, so that, that's why, you know, Pedro Pascal, love him dearly. How many more jobs can a guy have? Yeah, <laughs> I, I put out a Facebook post. I'm watching The Last of Us, and then I'm watching Mandalorian, and then he's on Saturday. Oh, is she? You okay? What happened? Was it menopause related? Because I'm about to fall off my chair. Was it menopause related? No. 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 I will be in a minute. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sweating buckets right now. If that's any consolation. I we think all. that we should, yeah. I think we should sort of wrap up. Chris, do you do you want to yeah. each maybe ask one more question or something like that? Or Dennis, I'm not sure if there's something else you want to. Well, let, hold on. I think mention. there's a section here. There is I a mean, section. Uh, we talked about quite a bit of it. Under the personal development uh, we wrote down. I, I'm your muse. So. <laughs> oh, you sure are. I've got nothing going on, so whatever you need. Oh, thank you. Well, one thing I wanted to ask, is there, again, it might be a tough question, but was there one thing you had to, overcome on a personal level to be successful as an actor? Like, let's say, you know, this, what's the word, um, you know, imposter syndrome or insecurities or. We're all insecure and I don't think I'm there yet. So when, when people say, you know, I've got acting star Dennis Mellon on, I kind of cringe because I'm on a journey Mm. and that's how I look at it. Yeah. And someone said to me the other day, well, what are you going to do once you make it? I'm going to look up, <laughs> smell the roses, yeah. put my head back down and keep grinding because yeah. that's what I do, you know, yeah. or I, I might go celebrate and buy myself something. But, you know, I mean, what does it mean to make it? Exactly right. what I was going to say. I, I've got such high, I'm not going to get into my, my, my affirmations and my goals, but no. I've got such high goals. Yeah. Um, there's not wrong with shooting for the stars and settling for the moon. Yeah, but once I'm there, I'll know I'm there, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll go. You know, I'll I'll figure it out. But um, I, I'm on a journey. Mm. I'm on a journey. It's the toughest journey I've ever had because mm. uh, it's not like corporate America, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, there, there there are so many other factors. I treat it. I corporatize it because that's how I could kind of keep it yeah. in my head. That's and, what I was wondering. Yeah, 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 and I and I treat it like a business, and I push the ball forward every day making the contacts, sending out the resumes, the headshots, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when, when people love what you do, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's still tough to take a compliment per se, like, mm-hmm. like, you're such a great actor. Oh, Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. La la. Oh, I yeah. love doing this. Oh, Hey, well, I, and I, and please don't get me wrong. I'm very appreciative. Yeah. yeah. Right. Stopped. We're very hard on ourselves. Every, so it, it, I get every now and again of an autograph i could stop for a selfie and stuff like that and i appreciate that and i'm very you know that it's a privilege because it is a responsibility Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. what does it cost to take family to a movie these days oh. with popcorn and parking? Oh, God. hundred bucks. Yeah. So there's a responsibility to it. So you got to, yeah. you know, I live in a part of Florida where I can still hide. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But, but even this town, I go to the gym the other day. I, I usually go in the morning. I had to go at night. And I walk in and this guy's like, hey, we saw your commercial. Wow. <laughs> That's fun though. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hey, I go, I go, thank you so much. Yeah, man, that Super Bowl thing. And hey, you got that. Wow, my, my father just watched that movie. I'm like, Aww. all right, now it's getting a little too much. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm very appreciative. But, uh, it, it's just a matter of uh, being grateful, mm. being humble, mm-hmm. knowing that what you do is a gift. Yeah. And uh, just treat it as such, treat it as such. And, wow. you know, I know where I aspire to be, where I want to go. And, Stuff like this means a lot to me. Sharing my story, sharing who I am, you know. And I gotta say, what a story you have, Dennis! It is amazing. I'm not kidding you. It is absolutely. I mean, like I said, for my kids to look and go, "Wow, look at everything this guy's done!" And I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking about corporate life. Yeah, I'm not. I'm talking about everything. My daughter too. She's like, you see, mom, a straight C student. That's why I'm not going to study today. You know, you got men, you got people like Elon Musk saying there's no need for college today. You know, I mean, I, I've worked with so many, you know, GEDs that Mm. are so successful and so wealthy Mm. because it's not a matter of what's up here. It's a matter of what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not what's in your head. It's what's in your heart. Anybody you, you, it's been proven and I'm not, I'm not showing disrespect to anyone, you can train a gorilla mm-hmm. to do anything. And, you know, God bless the gorillas, right? But mm-hmm. it's a matter of what do you bring to the table? I've exactly. hired many a salesperson with, you know, straight C student, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, high school dropout. Show me your passion. Exactly. I can teach you everything else. I fired many an MBA because they're, mm-hmm. you know, not all of them, you know, a lot of them are obnoxious. So it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tell your daughter there is history. There, there is, a, there is a life path. But it's like anything else. What's the old adage? The A students mm-hmm. work for the companies that are managed by the B students. That are the companies that are owned by the C students. Yep. A, a, and that's exactly. And, and that's that. it. So back in fourth yeah. grade with this Doctor Hodis Hocus Pocus, whatever his name is, <laughs> long dead now. I'm sure because he was oh. ancient back then. He was probably thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> you remember how? The, I'm sorry, but do you remember yeah. in the 70s and 80s? I mean, people who were in their 40s look like they were in their 70s. Exactly. Well, I I talked to you know I got buddies at the gym that are my age, and we were talking. I told them about the NMN and transverse veritrol, mm-hmm. and we were like, you know, our fathers didn't even moisturize. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, as, exactly. as it might be today, you know, and not that I'm, you know, uh, you know, overly, you know, yeah. doing. But you know our our parents didn't even like, yeah, no moisturize. They didn't use a toner. They didn't get a manicure. Now I'm getting a little too deep, right? But <laughs> you know it, it 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 is what it is. It's a different generation. Yeah. Exactly. And what was it? Um, what what's the what's the actor's name? Brimley. Oh, at fifty yep. years old. Walter Brimley uh, at fifty years Walter? old. Yeah, Walter. Versus Tom Cruise at fifty years old. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you remember that? I yeah, saw that no, well, when he was in Cocoon, I think it was. They showed that picture. Yeah. Yes. Here's yeah. one man of 50. Here's another man of 50. What's the difference? Decisions, choices, mm-hmm. uh, practices. I, I don't know. 
expectations, societal expectations, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Societal, what, what you expect from yourself. You know, my age range is 35 to 55. I get a lot of physical roles. I, I just did uh, a bunch of commercials for the Okeechobee Music Festival. I'm a personal trainer. Wow. So here I am at my age. I'm, I'm half naked, mm. you know, and I'm able to do that because I'm physically fit. Because you're taking care yeah. of yourself, yeah. I take care of my instrument. Uh, the other commercials we just did, I went from I went on a journey from a, a physical trainer to a yoga guru. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a great story the way they did it. But, you know, still, I'm, I'm walking around this thing, you know, t- topless and kind of doing my yeah. thing. So, you know, you've got to you've got to take care of number one. You got to uh, take care yeah. of your, you're, you're blessed with just one. Mm-hmm. And I, I've learned from Ed Milet and other mentors that I have. You drive by any cemetery. How many people are buried with so much music left inside of them? Oh, yeah. oh God. How many people are walking around today? We haven't buried. They're dead. We haven't buried them yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. You know, think about it. So that's that's what's going on. I want to let it all hang out. I want to, I want to, I want to put it all out there before, you know, we don't know what today is going to bring, what tomorrow is going to bring. I hope that I can leave it all on the playing field. Yeah. You know, acting is my sport. Yeah. Oh, that's my my release. Yeah. So it's a matter of me being prepared and putting it out there and, you know, I did a, I did a show just the other day, and and, and the uh, interviewer was like, "You've done 120 movies. How do you how do you do all that?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "I don't know. I just get a yeah. script, and contract, just- get scheduled, and go. I I don't, you know. Thank you, you know, for the compliment, but I don't know. I just get out there, and this is what I do. Period. Were you? Yeah. If you, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's many many roles you did not get. Um, sure. But sure. you seem like the type that probably it didn't bring you down. It never got you. No, down, did it? I was excited we, when I lost to Arnold Voslo. I mm-hmm. was tickled pink. Oh my yeah. gosh, number two to this guy. Yeah, and I've had many things like that. Oh my gosh, I'm number two to this guy. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting there. I'm. Getting there. That's great. And that's because here's the thing: I don't track how many auditions I have. Mm-hmm. I track my wins. Because mm. here's the thing, I'm in the gym today. I cannot tell you how many reps I've done. Okay, I've done tons of reps today. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the personal records that I get. I can tell you the weight that I that I hit that was a record for me, and that I feel really good about and how many reps I got. Mm-hmm. I don't track all that. So you look at my board. I keep referencing. I've got the jobs that I booked. Now, are there five, ten, twenty auditions between each? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to fill my noggin. I'm not going to fill my head yes. with that. I'm going to track the wins. Mm. Doing a show as prolific as yours is a win. I track that. I I read Thank my goals. You. I track. I've got my. I've got national commercials. How many? I've got five national commercials so far done this year. God, Dennis, that's incredible. I, I've got so many goals, and I track them. And you I track, track them, and, and you- I track. I don't need to know. Um, I'm 6'1", 53, 200 pounds. I bench press X. How long did it take me to get there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm telling you what I'm doing right now because I track my milestones. I track my successes. I love that. Stay- I lie. Doesn't that. that? That's, you know, just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we oh, So many of us just concentrate on the negative 
Yeah. You've overcome that. You don't. Well, it's it's the antithesis of a salesperson because you know the sales jobs I've had and the sales management that I've done. You got to make ten calls. Ten calls lead to three appointments. Three appointments right. lead to one sale. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm not going to track all that minutia. I don't care. Yeah. I want to track closes. I want to track the wins. It's and that's so what I do. Interesting, Chris. This is exactly what we were talking about yesterday. Um, we were saying, you know, our goals for this year are, you know, we, there's, we need to be a little bit more organized to have stuff set up to be just our marketing, everything. And then we said, wait a second, though, look where we were a year ago. We could never have dreamed in a million years that we would have accomplished what we've accomplished. And, and you know, because you have to keep up with the social media and the this and the that. And we were like, so we just stopped the conversation there. We're like, no, we're, we're doing great. Actually, we're doing great. Yeah. you know, we it went was, from it was zero so to here grounding. We Yep. Yeah, exactly. Look, you're going to get so busy with your show. Look, you're not going to have time to to do the laundry or clean the house. Oh, God, thank you. Exactly. (laughs) And that's what do you want to focus on? You want to focus on the money-making things. I don't want Leanne cleaning the house. I'm going to hire somebody for that. Well, it's my house. I like to clean. Be that as it may. Right. Right? I'd rather go do things want to do exactly there's nothing wrong with that people have businesses people are highly successful mm-hmm. okay i don't wash my own car i mean whatever yeah so you want it you want social media go hire a social media manager yeah that, that's the bottom line you, you need to you need to get organized go hire an assistant yeah you yes. know figure it out yep figure it out why take away from your strengths yes. by adding minutia that's by adding right. bureaucratic bs yeah. that you might not like I don't like paperwork. I do it when I have to, but I avoid it at all costs. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> I have a good account. I have a great account. I file with them quarterly. I don't need to know. Dennis, you get next dollars back. God bless. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I job well done. <laughs> what? As long as I'm not paying, yeah. what do I owe you, Jay? I don't. You know, I'd I don't pay you than the government. Money. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. I know my strengths. I know That's my weaknesses, right. of which I have many. Yes. But I'm going to hire people <gasps> to make up for my weaknesses. And I think it was Andrew Carnegie. It's it's in the book, Think and Grow Rich. And you probably know the story. I don't know if it's Carnegie, Vanderbilt, or whomever, Rockefeller. Uh, but he was called on the stand because family thought he was incompetent. He was eccentric, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And the, once he's on the stand, the judge is asking basic questions that any, listen to what I say, any average man would know today. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got Rockefeller, Carnegie, Vanderbilt on the stand. Hmm. Or any average person would know. Mr. Mr. Smith, who won the World Series this year? Your Honor, I have no idea. Hmm. Um, who's the senator of X? I have no idea. Well, Mr. Mr. Vanderbilt, this is common knowledge. Any average man should know. Your Honor, I have a phone on my desk with 12 buttons. I can press any button. I pay people handsomely to have that information and to give me the answers when I request. Mm, Let that settle in for a second. The judge wrapped the gavel, case dismissed. This man is more confident than any of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel the gavel. That's it. I'm not going to be the end all be all. Now we've got our phones. Hey, Siri. Yeah. (laughs) She's going to answer you. But that, that's it. So does it does it stupefy us? Not really. No. Can't know you know, do we have information at our fingertips that we didn't have yesterday? Sure. Mm-hmm. It's just stuff like that. It's yeah. just you know, why why you're good at what you do. You have a very successful show. Mm-hmm. The recipe works. 
Don't mm. tweak the recipe. Keep pushing forward. That's Hire right. someone to make up for your weaknesses per se. Exactly. Or anything like, again, another time that Chris really grounded me, we were getting sort of bogged down by the, the tweeting and the, just so many things we had to do. And she's like, yeah. if we don't focus on the content, we have yeah. nothing. And she just, it helped me so much. Like, I, I think it was my turn to present that week. And I was like, that's it. Screw everything else. I need to put out what we're talented at is content. Everything you need else. To what? Uh, you need to what? A boot. Okay. So <laughs> I, need, I, I need to put out. You need to what? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I'm adorable, okay? No, I'm <laughs> like, not. <laughs> Oh, she doesn't have okay. that East Coast accent we have. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because she is technically kind of East Coast because she's Ottawa, Canada. So she shouldn't be. You know, it's a whole capital. different thing. The capital, <laughs> yay! Capital. You know so, that. So you know, I drink a lot of coffee and I like my walk. <laughs> <laughs> I walk for a walk. Yeah. Yeah, I go for a walk. Oh God, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a terrible Canadian, but that's a whole other story. Well, I think we need to wrap this up. I don't want to. I could sit talking for hours. We can always do it for two. Yeah. Chris, did I answer any of your questions? I know. I don't know. You know <laughs> I ed- I'm the one who edits, so I'll go back and listen to it, and then I'll probably get back to a part two. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. I'd I love to come back. I mean, oh, you were absolutely, I'll tell you, like I said, we were very nervous about this because you are yes. our first interview. Uh, and you made yeah. us feel very relaxed, and we appreciate that. Oh, thank thank you. you. Thanks so much. I appreciate much. you guys. I appreciate oh. you ladies. I really do. Dennis, oh, we appreciate it. So what much. are we looking for that's coming out right now? Yeah. Uh, right now, I've got so much in the can. Um, the Illusion of Choice, mm-hmm. uh, Katie Payne. Uh, I don't get into sex, politics, religion. This basically covers <laughs> okay <laughs> all of <laughs> everything. <laughs> Which it's funny, I, I don't, you know, anyway, uh, that's coming out. Uh, like I said, great people's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Please wow. take a look at that. And, uh, you know, I'm all over social media. I yeah. don't I don't look for followers or, fran- or fans. I look for friends that want to mm. join us on this journey. Well, you've got two now. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no. Two of my biggest fans. Of my biggest friends. And, um, you know, just, just join us on this journey. If I can help anybody out with anything. If uh, you know anybody that would benefit from having me on their show, I'd be more than happy to. And um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to answer questions, help anybody with anything. I'm all over social media. Uh, My son isn't big on social media, so I'm like the only Dennis Mallon, M-A-L-L-E-N, that's out there. Okay. (laughs) Dad, dad rest in peace. He's obviously no longer on social media. But um, yeah, if I can help you ladies again, I'd be more than happy to come back. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's oh, rock and roll, you know? Let's do this. Let's keep doing this. Yeah. We would love to have you again. Thank you so, so much. Honestly, we're, we, I, this word is overused, but I really do feel honored that you, you chose us. And, uh, Pleasure's Pleasure's yeah. okay. and we're, we're well, really happy that we were able to share your story. Cause again, it's not just acting. Uh, you are multidimensional as we said. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you very, you. very much. And we'll be in touch. Okay. And I yeah. hope that we can have you on again. Yeah. Without a doubt, I'd love to come back. So thank, all you. Right. thank you. All, all right. Thanks so much, Dennis.
So that was our fantastic conversation with the amazing Dennis Malin. We really are happy that we were able to share a little bit of this incredible man's life with you. And uh, we just want to, again, extend our condolences to his fiance Leanne, his children, and anybody else who, who loved him. Dennis, you will absolutely be greatly missed. Thank you for finding us and for sitting down to chat with us. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.